Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. <coughs> welcome to episode 68 of the Second Is For Everyone podcast. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of what am I going to title this one? America. Because it is 4th of July weekend. America. So I may entitle this America. Happy birthday, America. You racist. (laughs) But that's just a working title because of the crap that's in the show. But yeah, welcome to the Second is for Everyone podcast. This is myself and Sean Fisher from the BlackBagResource.com. He's also my very best friend. And we're going to start off this silly podcast right now. What's going right on, man? Now. Today was a good day. You didn't even have to use your AK? Nope. Took out Project Arctic Wolf and put some rounds through that instead. Freaking awesome. Oh, my God. So went over to the Heritage Guild with it, and their uh, their rifle range is 25 yards. So put it on the bench, got the the new Burris Optic zeroed. I'm liking it, liking it a lot. Cool, man. <clears throat> so you gave it a 25 yard zero, mm-hmm. poking some holies in paper. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's great, man. <clears throat> um. So that was it with that? that That's the only one you brought to the range? Uh, there was another one that my buddy had that uh, I had some questions about his gas block. And when we got there, it was not working well because I have questions about that gas block. Mm, so Okay. <clears throat> get him some different stuff and see if we can resolve those issues for him. But yeah. Cool, yeah. I just wanted to give you the good news. Like, why do we have to dwell on the bad stuff? Okay, shoot. I'll just roll with that. Um, (laughs) So I went to the range Friday, and I took the hunting tactical Super 60 because um, I wanted just to get some um, trigger time on it. Just with one ammo, not, you know, bringing a bunch of ammo. And, um, I shot it. Just didn't feel well Friday. Thought it was food poison. But I'm shooting. And then you died. Again. Uh, Again. So um, just started feeling worse and worse. But guess who I ran into at the range? Alan. Alan, the Ambassador Wong. With two new people that he was introducing to firearms at the range. (laughs) Because that's what Alan does. That's why I have I, deemed him. I thought match. maybe he would have his 22 at the range and he would be strategizing for this Sunday's Miniman Challenge. Oh, no. Not Alan. Not him. <laughs> Alan figures he got this in the bag. Just won the other one. Just isn't coming to the 22. Alan figures he has the end. Or is just coming to the 22. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how. (laughs) 
a bold move, Cotton. We'll see how Allen's strategy works out for him. I know Armin's going to be there. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Armin Varjabidian is looking for a win. And he's hungry. Like a wolf. You know who's definitely going to be there? Who's definitely going to be there? Brian Goldberg. Goldberg and the easy. Let's see what mm-hmm. Brian can do. I hear rumor he's bringing a twenty-two Magnum. Nice. Because he doesn't use light loads like some other people. Yeah, so it's going to make – Instead of using a 22 short, he uses a 22 mag. Are we making a reference to Zane Mangello and his uh, <laughs> fear of recoil? <laughs> well, he's going to be using a 22 Magnum, so it's going to make much bigger holes in the target. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's definitely going to be there? Who that? The 2017 Miniman Challenge chip holder champion, Angelo Yacombe. Looking for a chip, looking for redemption, trying to take the title back from Jesse Stratowski. Nice. Angelo showing up hungry and ready to put mm-hmm. in work. Um, you guess you, you you know who might get paroled and, and be there? Who that? Tony Simon. I might get permission from my wife to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let me explain what happened. What happened was. Friday, while I was at the range, I was uh, not feeling well. Packed up my stuff, and the closer I got to home, the worse I got. Uh, Started having chest pains. I thought I was about to walk into the light as punishment for the years of bacon abuse. And um, as I got closer and closer to home, the pain got, how's this one? Worser and worser. Worserer and worserer? Worserer and worserer than everer. So so I got home, grabbed my firearm out of the car, stumbled in the house, threw it down, and was like, I think I have food poison. I was like, I had chills at work, and now my chest is killing me. But I know it's not a heart attack because I have nothing else going on heart attack-like. I'm like, I'm thinking this is just horrible indigestion with gas and, and gas buildup. <clears throat> so, No. That wasn't happening either. So I'm like, I, obviously, this is just stuck in here. Um, and I figured drinking soda or, you know, soda water or anything like that would just probably make it worse since it wasn't escaping. Laid down on the couch and just tried to bold my way through it. Stayed on the couch all night. Woke up the next morning feeling somewhat better. Went, got ready for work and went in. As my wife goes, you know, <clears throat> don't go to work today. <laughs> You felt like crap all night. You didn't sleep well. Don't go to work. <clears throat> and I'm like, I got this. You know, feeling all rocky right before, you know, he goes in the, the ring with Drago when his wife's telling him, I got this. Yeah, I go to work. I last like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and there were three long hours. Rocky Balboa, you are not. Nope. <clears throat> like, I, I'm not even Rocky Jenkins from down the street with, like, you know, <laughs> the baby arm. <clears throat> Robin! <laughs> Robin! So I'm lost. I'm coming home. So my wife, being a <laughs> loving woman, she is going, get your dumb at home and <laughs> let's go to the emergency room. 
workouts that we did, and, um, well, one of the reasons I didn't go to want to go to the emergency room on Friday night is because it would have been Friday night in New Brunswick in an emergency room. Yeah. I would still be there around the time I got there Saturday <laughs> at noon. That, that's how long you'd stay in that emergency what, room. Why, why is that? Is, is there particularly high traffic at that hospital? Oh, how's this? All hospitals in New Brunswick on a Friday night, Saturday night, weekend. Let's just say it's crowded. <laughs> Let's just say what, it's crowded. Are, are you saying there's, there's a certain population that floods the <clears throat> medical services no, on I, the weekends? I say it's a complete diverse population that floods medical services in New Brunswick on the weekend. Everything from immigrants. I thought you were referencing. I thought you were referencing like college drunkards. No, immigrants from every country with all kinds of things from common colds to open bleeding <laughs> to botulism. Yeah, just to everything. Black lung, stuff we cured years ago. Somebody there with scurvy. Um <clears throat> And then there'd be the drunken college idiots from doing everything from four loco till they pass out uh, to dudes that, you know, decide to body surf air currents from the third floor. I mean, just dumb stuff, dude. And and and, and me sitting there with chest pains thinking, you know, I was going to walk into the light soon. Nah, it's OK. So we went there Saturday and, of course, they immediately diagnosed me as having walking pneumonia. And started applying uh, antibiotics and uh, actually had to give me painkillers because of the chest pain. Uh, but that was Saturday and they kept me in the hospital for another five days. <clears throat> so you had the rock and pneumonia. You sure it wasn't the boogaloo blues? Nice. Nice. There was. <laughs> um, so I'm at the hospital. The initial antibiotics helped. Um, they knocked down the pain and everything. And, of course, they want to put me on a special diet because fat dude showed up. So, of course, they put me on a heart-healthy diet. Mm -hmm. That was, like, fun. Because, you know, the medical industry is right on top of, you know, weight loss and heart health. <clears throat> and then, of course, being a diabetic, I got to get that diet, too. So as you're throwing all this out, the, the shrinkage is amazing and the options I had in the food to eat. My wife says, why are you concentrating so much on the food in the hospital? I'm like, because I don't feel sick. You know, after the initial Saturday. So I'm here from Sunday to Thursday without feeling sick. So all I had to do was concentrate on the food and wait for the next meal. So and it leaves, needless to say, between Saturday and when I walked out Thursday, I lost 25 pounds in the hospital. Um, food was great, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put together my own menu. Um, I was just dying when I talked to you the, the first day, and you're like, do you know what the actual serving size of Cheerios is? Do yeah. you know how little of that you're supposed to eat? Yeah. yeah, dude, half a cup. It's it's not much. Yeah, uh, I, they were like, you can have uh, anything you want for interest. Well, I tried their eggs; they were horrible. Like, oh, like yeah. 
I did one fork of eggs and was like, you know what? I'm cool. I'll have this little diet yo play and a whole <laughs> bunch of water. And I think they gave me, oh, and they gave me an apple that was as brown as I am on the inside. Looked great on the outside. It was a brother on the inside. <laughs> so um, that was my breakfast. So, so to say, I was looking forward to lunch until it showed up would be an understatement. I had an egg salad sandwich with no mayo, pretty much. I mean, it was enough to stick it together and on wheat and a side salad about half the size of a side salad from Wendy's. So, yeah, I, I lost a significant amount of weight while being in the hospital. Awesome. <laughs> so I came out um, yesterday and my wife had made 4th of July little food. So I had a hamburger and a hot dog and some of the salad she had, but I kept the serving size small because, hey, if I have a 25 pound jump on my weight loss goals, why ruin it? Yeah, don't backtrack. Exactly. Take advantage of that. Right. Pretty much what I've been doing is just keeping my, I eat a lot more protein and very few carbs comparatively <laughs> and a lot of salad. Do you need to lose 25 pounds in time for that special event? Try the Tony Simon hostage diet. Yeah, pretty much. I really, <laughs> I really felt that way, especially because I got no sleep. They woke me up every hour, every hour. So, uh, yeah. Waterboarding for fitness. That was the only thing they did not do. <laughs> uh, hey, wake up. Hey, how are you feeling? I was, I was, I was feeling, I was, I was feeling asleep. <laughs> really? Like everything went away. And for about 15, 20 minutes in a row, I didn't hear all the alarms going off, the beeping, the full blown conversation, you and, your three coworkers decided to have in front of my door that had nothing to do with me. Yeah, all that went away for a second. <clears throat> yeah, so believe me, when they said, do you want to wait for the wheelchair or walk out on your own? <laughs> I have no idea where that wheelchair is right now, and I don't care. Me, me. Brother was out of there. So anyway, that was my adventure. That's what happened with me. Um, and we're going to go away and come back with not legislation. All right. See you in a few minutes. An amazing opportunity has come up for the diversity shoot and our patrons. The Yankee Marshall of YouTube fame has committed to purchasing a handgun for one of our $20 and above patrons. Visit Patreon.com, go to the Second Is For Everyone podcast, and become a $20 and up patron during the month of July or already be one. One of you will receive a handgun after we receive our July payment from Patreon. Then we will know who actually donated. This is going to be a great opportunity for someone and it will help us with our mission to destroy the negative stereotypes of gun owners and grow the community while spreading the culture. Please help us grow and create an opportunity for yourself at the same time. Thank you very much.
And welcome back to episode 68 of Second Inch for Everyone podcast. Happy birthday, America. You racist. We're going into the legislative section, which I'm totally ignoring today because it's my show and it's America's birthday. <clears throat> I've been in the hospital, so I'm not up on everything. All of a sudden, I'm seeing posts about that Kilpatrick guy. Again, don't follow sports. Don't care. Um, and Nike. <laughs> Kilpatrick. And- Colin Kaepernick. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Colin Kaepernick. Wow, really? I said that? Well, that shows how much I do not pay attention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm no, no apologies. I don't care about sports. I don't care about sports figures. And, and I'm listening to these people, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is America's birthday. <clears throat> and they're bringing up some shoe Nike won't sell. Like, I give a dang. I wear New Balance. And, and, and I'm like, why... Why are you buying into the negativity someone else is pushing? Like, why are you so easily led to these racial, racial or racist discussions about America? Like, why is it so easy for the American public to be caught up in whatever the news seems to push and everyone buys into it? Like, you're a bunch of slow kids and you can't make up your own mind or think on your own. And now I'm hearing people still saying I'll never buy Nikes again. I'm like, wait a minute. You're still buying them? Because I thought that's what you said last time. Last time. Last time you got mad about Colin Kaepernick and Nikes. And that was only a few months ago. I I don't even know how. Yes, because I made a hilarious meme about it. Mm -hmm. Um, How's this? Quit allowing yourself to get played over something that's not even the news. Maybe stop watching the news because it's not. It's not news. It's manipulation. All communication is manipulation. And these faux racial issues, as if I'm looking to a shoe company and a former football player to cure the racial woes of America. Hey, I work on that every other month with the diversity shoot bringing people together regardless of their race, religion, sexual orientation, or any other artificial box that somehow people keep trying to shove us in. If you're this, then you're this. If you're this, then you're this. Stop feeding from the fire hose of ignorance being pumped from your televisions and your social media. Quit co-signing on being the lowest common denominator when it comes to America. America has an awful racist history. Awful. And a lot of it was enabled by gun control. But it's also been enabled by a lot of other people that profited off of this. But you know what I choose to look at? The advances America made in such a short amount of time to make up for all the horrible crap it did and give people opportunities If you take them, no one's going to give you crap in America. We showed that we hate pretty much everybody. (laughs) When you arrive here, you get poop flung on you and you can check out everyone's history. Everyone got crapped on. And they just dished it out to the next generation of immigrants. But we're now at the point that we have a lot of laws on the books that crush you from discriminating against people, but you're not going to stop people from being people. There is no country on this planet 
that doesn't have a racist problem or a is problem. If it's not racist, it's sexist. If it's not sexist, it's religion. It's called human beings. And genetically, we're a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> so there is no perfect place. So as you're whining and gnashing of your teeth that America ain't perfect, maybe you should look at what America is. America is an opportunity for you to do a lot of things. And you're pretty much limited by your ability to work your way around these obstacles. But truthfully, here now, the law is on your side, unlike ever before, to stop it, regardless of your gender or anything else. You have the law on your side if you would choose to attack something. So I'm proud of the rebound this country's made since the last, like, 1968 Civil Rights Act. We've done a lot more to turn that around than any country here. From 1968 to right now, we've done more than pretty much any country in their history. Remember how old these countries are? This is from 68 to now is 51 years. There were dynasties that lasted longer than this and just treated people like crap. The England that so many Americans somehow love and give a dang about, I don't know why, um, has a worse, much worse record than America and somehow it's adored knuckleheads. Like you don't know history. Anyway, I love this country and the opportunity it affords me and others if you choose to take it. And if you're nothing but a whining, sniveling, lackluster do-nothing that doesn't leave your mom's couch, you can still get a check in America. For not doing anything. That's how great it is. Any other country, you just starve to death if mom threw you out. <laughs> Here, you could get a check. So, yes, I think this country is amazing. Do I think this country has racial issues? As long as it has human beings and it, it's going to have racial issues. Do I think we work around them, through them, and by them every day? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Because that's what you do to survive and go on to the next day. If you're going to sit in the corner and hold your breath until life gets fair in America, well, now you'll just be a blue kid in the corner holding your breath at your mom's house with no job, getting a check. Just say it. America's great enough that you can be a loser and still be pretty darn well off. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude, I, I'm, I'm tired of people that want to be victims. Acknowledge there's a problem and work towards a solution. No one's going to give you anything. No, and it's never going to be fair. And no one can write a check for reparations to make up for all the horrible things done to anybody who's no longer here. You can't do it. Nothing's going to make life fair. You just gonna have to make life work. Yeah. This ain't even a mad minute. <laughs> Are you sure? I can have mad moments. Why not? <laughs> this dude's got two. Man, just the people I know and the people I surround myself around that have come from other countries. I'd love to put those people's names out there, but they may go through my 
different posts and find friends that have nothing to do with this. But let's just say I have a friend that's a Moroccan immigrant that came here legally, lost her student status, stayed anyway, worked her way up from being a receptionist at a cab company to getting her medical degree and, and getting a job in a medical profession while married to a husband that was abusive. <clears throat> also, she got her citizenship and got away from this dude. Um, and she was a Muslim. And she was here prior to and post 9-11 and saw how people's attitude and everything else changed. Um, I mean, you know, being, being a black dude from the South, you know, you can't really talk to me about how racist America is and think I somehow don't know. Just seeing people from different countries like my ex who came here as an illegal immigrant from Honduras at three. Work her way through high school, graduate with good grades while having a kid at 16 years old. Um, put herself through college. Graduated, starts running like HR right now. Started off in a hospital. Now she runs an HR department in a private corporation. And those are just two people I thought of in the top of my head, not that I have, you know, and these are two people of color, one from Northern Africa and one from Central America who didn't speak English as a first language. Both of them could probably pass for being African-American. <clears throat> so, I mean, I I've seen people do things, my entire family being from in the South ha, has done amazing things. Why? Because they worked their way through a segregated school system and used that education to grow themselves. Everything from presidents of, vice presidents of banks to mayors of towns. They've done it here in America. America ain't perfect. Nowhere is. Put in your work, man. Succeed or fail based on the work that you do. And when you encounter a racist, either run over them or run through them or work around them, whatever the heck you got to do to achieve your goals. Because that person's a piece of crap and you can't depend on them to do anything for you. You got to do for yourself. Trust me, I've worked for enough racists that thought it was funny to say it because I worked for them and they didn't think I could do anything about it. Yeah, I succeed in spite of them. Not going to ruin me. You're just a racist. You're an idiot. You're going to fall by the wayside and have life kick your butt. And it did. I didn't have to do anything. Anyway, like I said, happy birthday, America. Love this country. Serve this country. Still serve this country now. And will continue to until I can't. Don't think there's a greater country in the world. So what do you think of the, uh, <clears throat> the people saying that you shouldn't celebrate the 4th of July? I think they should do whatever those they, race issues. I think they should do whatever they want to do. And I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. If they personally don't want to celebrate the 4th of July because America's racism. Cool. Then don't go to work that day. Don't have a cookout. What you celebrate. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you make your meal in the house. Have meatloaf on the 4th of July. 
Don't buy nothing in the sales. Don't celebrate that. Protest with your money. Protest with your wallet. Don't take part in any 4th of July sales. I mean, if you're going to be real about it, be consistent about it. I'm not going to argue with you. <clears throat> That's your personal feeling. I'm just saying be consistent with it. Bet they won't. <laughs> I mean, recognize there is a problem and work towards a solution. What are we going to sit here for? Exactly when? When do you start celebrating the 4th of July because in 1776, Blacks were owned as property? Like, do you ever celebrate the 4th of July? Or do you celebrate the sign of the Emancipation Proclamation? Or do you celebrate the last Civil Rights Bill that was signed in 68? Like, like when do you celebrate as this person who won't celebrate until America's not racist? Do you celebrate when Obama was sworn in as the first black president? Like, like when is it okay for a black man to celebrate being in America? Or celebrate America? Now, I personally think when NWA was put in the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be one of those moments, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just that silly. This is my country, and I'm going to celebrate it however I want to. You celebrate however you want to. I'm working at work, uh, solving racism and, and stereotypes. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to bust those up, doing the work with 2A4E. Uh, but if you think, you know, you should sit at home on the 4th of July and not celebrate and do whatever you do, do that too, man. But ask yourself, are you helping? And if the answer is yes, cool. Keep rolling. That's all on you. But this is my country. I love it. Um, don't love all the things it's done. Don't, does, don't like the way it treats a whole bunch of people. but it's changing and we're working through it as a people. And that's how we solve all these problems as a people that work together to end segregation, to end racism as, as a policy. All that was done by the American people as a whole. Um, policies that were put in place, even workplace policies about racism checked. Um, <clears throat> even people saying things they shouldn't say at work um, is mostly checked and somebody go, hey, watch your mouth. Oh, hey, don't talk like that around me. As individuals, people have done this and stepped up. And also people who probably hadn't said anything publicly reported others that were jerks, racist, sexist, misogynist. They've been reported by people they thought were their friends because they won't put up with this. And again, we as a people don't accept this. So yeah, happens a lot. Happens on an individual basis and it's up to us as individuals and it's up to us working together to stop the horrible history that America has of doing harm to others based on race, religion, sexual orientation or anything else. All that was achieved by people working together and raising the expectations of what it means to be America and American. Man, I'm doing a lot of talking for a dude that has pneumonia. You speak. <laughs> hey, this shouldn't get any pushback. Hey, white guy, tell us how great America is. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, dude, I would have been ticked if I had got my computer wet.
<laughs> don't do that when I'm fall for asking me something and then taking a sip. <laughs> that was your mistake. Rookie move there, Tony. Mm-hmm. You know better than that. Uh, man. My throat and mouth was dry. All right, dude. Is that, that that's what we're going to talk about? Because can we get to the mad minute now that I'm good and ticked off? Yeah, now that, you're, now that you're warmed up, let's cut out for a second and come back for the mad minute. I'll be right back for a mad minute. <laughs> it's supposed to be a short show. <laughs> Bye. Have you ever gone to order something online and realized you need clarification on what product would work best for you? Have you wanted to start being more prepared for life emergencies like self-defense, medical emergencies, or preparedness? Most online stores are no help whatsoever. Either they specialize in only one category or they attempt to sell you their most expensive gear. That's why Sean started Black Bag Resources. He was determined to be better than your typical online stores. He uses the gear he sells. He can guide you to make the best gear choices for you in your price range. He's also a firearms instructor. I've deemed him the world's greatest firearms instructor in the world. (laughs) Sean wants to instruct students from the beginning shooter to students that want to develop their skills to a higher level. If you're building your first rifle, organizing your go bag, or developing your martial skills, Black Bag Resources should be on your go-to list. Visit blackbagresources.com. Welcome to episode 68. Happy birthday, America, you racist. We're in a mad minute. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in this because of an article I saw written on MTV. Uh, seems the liberal media has awakened to the fact that gun control is a 400-year-old race strategy. And the latest article comes from MTV. It was published on June 30th, and the title of it is The Really, Really Racist History of Gun Control. By Jane Costin. I've seen other articles too, and they all focus on the signing of the California, uh, California's 1968 Mulford, Mulford Act. Mulford Act 1968 made it illegal to open carry um, long arms. This journalism often points out <laughs> that it was signed by then Republican Governor Ronald Reagan. Uh, the Mulford Act was actually presented by a Republican, and that's who it's named after, but it was, of course, co-signed on by mostly Democrats. They don't ever mention that. <clears throat> and he signed this bill pretty much be- uh, because the Black Panthers at the time was patrolling neighborhoods, open carrying long arms to help prevent against or protect against police brutality because police were going through those neighborhoods and 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 applying the hardwood shampoo. I think that's what it was was called. They would rough up blacks. They would go on calls and just beat dudes up. And all of a sudden with armed citizens there who knew the law, suddenly law enforcement wasn't being so handsy anymore. And also with armed citizens there, 
it also stopped and lowered the crime rate because now you had armed dudes walking around that wouldn't allow you to victimize others. But that's here nor there. Uh, what this article and many like it do is they often point out black, black code and Jim Crow laws disarm blacks in the South. And they talk about how these aren't, you know, the, these laws were totally unfair. They ignore that these laws were in Democratic controlled states or that the current Democratic national platform is, of course, disarming people in every state. They also ignore that they also ignore another part of history and about blacks being disarmed. They ignore the towns that were attacked that were full of blacks. Black towns that were burned down in the rubble. Black towns like Rosewood, Florida, where up to 150 people were killed in 1923 in one night by white people that ran through that town shooting and burning homes. That's still one of those well-kept secrets in Florida because people were afraid to talk about it because they had nowhere to go. They ran to other towns, said they wasn't from Rosewood, and head out. In one night, 150 blacks or more were killed. Or they don't talk about Black Wall Street attacks. They'll call it the Tulsa riots or race riots. Uh, those happened in 1921, where over 300 Blacks were killed. There are other towns, too, in American history. They never talk about what happens when civilians are disarmed and are attacked with support and even encouragement from state and local governments. Yeah, the police were there. They were leading the attacks or they were doing things like blocking escape routes. See, these, these people never talk about that. They never talk about what happens when your guns are taken away and you have no way to defend yourself. Their memory often gets hazy about what party these politicians belong to. Somehow they don't want to connect that. They don't want to connect the politicians, Democratic Party, with the slaughter of blacks after they were disarmed. Now, I like how I wrote this, so I'm just going to read it. Now, maybe I should have read it before I wrote it, <laughs> before I read it, uh, before I'm telling it to you, but I don't care. Here it goes. They all leave out one fact. The party of slavery, the party of the Confederacy, the party of the KKK, the party that wrote and enforced the Black Code, Jim Crow, and segregation. They want people to disarm yet again. Gun control was racist and is racist and is also the national policy of that party, the Democratic Party. Nothing's changed, not even the name. That's my mad minute for the happy birthday, America, you racist segment. <laughs> <In> mad <laughs> minute. Yeah, all these articles, they want to seem woke, and then they just neuter the truth and twist it a little bit and name the NRA Republicans and Ronald Reagan as somehow the enemy of black people and enforcers of gun control based on the 1968 Mulford Act. Like, way to just condense history down to one state in one year with one bill, excuse me, one law that only affected open carry in the state of California. It wasn't a national policy. 
and just ignore the other 400 years of history, ignore the Confederacy, ignore Black Code, ignore Jim Crow, and all the Democratic-run cities where these laws were enforced and gun control was forced upon the population of people of color. And then they were abused by the government. This is the disgusting thing. This is how the liberals are trying to take back this argument that people like myself, Master Ray, Kevin Dixie, and others are pointing out when we go to speak in town hall meetings, when we go to speak in front of the legislators. They're trying to jump ahead of it and trying to twist and, and move the momentum. Guess what? It's not happening. This is your history. This is the same reason this particular party is trying to tear down all of the Confederate flags and Confederate statues, because these are all members of their party, and it's the real history. And if you allow them to hide it, they will, and blame it on the other party. I say don't trust any politician with your civil rights, regardless of the party. You have to be active in, in, in defending it every generation. There is no setting back and taking it easy. It's the current goal to cut away your civil rights one at a time. Actually, they're not doing it one at a time. They're doing it collectively. But as long as they can knock the second out, they can go after your others at their leisure. Man, is this just going to be me talking, Sean? Um. I'm waiting for you to finish. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't have a big finish. I thought that was going to be it, but it, and it is. Democratic Party is the party of gun control. Democratic <laughs> Party is the party of racism, <clears throat> historically. Um, and I say don't trust them because Republicans don't get a pass either. They've done a right. bunch of hinky crap. So how's this? Don't trust any politician ever with your civil rights. You hold them all accountable for the moves they make. All right, I'm done. You're up. I, I think that's really the takeaway here. And to try to paint it from either side as we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, I think is hollow. Yeah. Democrats. And, and the other thing we can point out is uh, in the argument between the Democrats and Republicans, we often hear about the party platform switch, except <laughs> Democrats have been in favor of gun control from day one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. with the exception of Thomas Jefferson, um, whose opinion on the Second Amendment was that it was unnecessary because who would ever question the right to keep and bear arms? Yeah. But after him, it seems Democrats have thoroughly and completely embraced the idea of saying those people should not be allowed to have guns. Those people should not have that ability to defend themselves. Um, so when they when they cry party platform switch, I go, well, how come this policy never changed then? <laughs> it's it's yours, has been yours, and will always be yours, no matter what you call yourself. Right. I guess when you flipped, you made sure to hold on to that one piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we don't we don't ever give Republicans a pass either, including the current president and his administration. Right. Donald Trump said on multiple occasions, the attack on the Second Amendment is over, except you've effectively passed more gun control than President Obama did, who really wanted everything like he really wanted some gun control to pass mm-hmm. and couldn't get it done. Trump has just gone. Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't like bump stocks. They go. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how are you? 
how are you co-signing on to this as a Second Amendment advocate? Well, Trump's our guy. Well, Trump's better than anybody yeah. else. Well, no. Nah. How, how so? How I mean, so? If really, listen, if we're really going to dig into that, and I've, I've said this from the very beginning, I don't understand why the left hates Donald Trump so much because for 40 years, he was a far left liberal New York Democrat. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? Like oh. why, why, why are you mad when he's everything you ever wanted? Because he has a Republican R behind his name now. Listen, never get over, get, get, never get over the fact that people are an idiot. Now, right. I, I set beside them. Extremely short memories. Mm-hmm. And easily manipulated by the people they trust in the media. Now, I was sitting beside someone. And we were, it was during the primaries. And I said, wow, with so many people not voting, maybe I should run under the Democratic banner, get elected, and just be that annoying pro-2A, pro-gun, <laughs> Second Amendment Democrat. And maybe I can get elected by, you know, all the Republicans and all the people that know me in my Second Amendment work. Mm-hmm. The woman sitting beside me in the same party as me goes, I don't think I could vote for you if you're a Democrat. I looked at her and go, wait a minute. You're telling me right now, this plan that I just hatched in my head, if I implemented, did my party switch, and you know me and have known me for years, you wouldn't vote for me because I had a D behind my name. And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. And I just looked at her and went, Okay. Which part of this plan do you not understand? And I'm thinking, you stupid. You so stupid. Like, you're unbelievably stupid. Like, wow. And and then I went, well, that's the freaking problem with Jersey and America in general. People will believe whatever. This guy can be whatever. That's how Menendez gets reelected as a rapist, a child in New Jersey. It's known, and he still gets elected because he has a D behind his name. At least he's a Democratic child rapist. I mean, it, it's just that dumb that you've bought into this party politics that, that your party can do no wrong, and you'll vote for him till the end because he's your guy. Instead of contacting your party and going, that guy's a scumbag. I can't vote for him and I can't support you with a check and I'm going to blast you and, and work at getting this guy removed from the ballot. Like, like there's work that can be done by the party to get that embarrassment out of that seat and no one's willing to do it. You have to work for your rights, man. It ain't easy. Letters, writing, putting your name out there, taking a risk. Is not the same risk that the guys who signed the Declaration of Independence took. Not even close. Not even in the same ballpark. But it's work. And so many people aren't willing to do it. At all. They don't want to be inconvenienced. Heck, they want to be able to vote from their phone now. (laughs) Because that can't somehow be tampered with. Oh, so What, What can possibly go wrong? Yeah. 
what can possibly go wrong? The Russians hacked our elections with completely off the grid, uh huh, computerized voting machines. But we think it's a good idea to be able to vote from your phone because the Russians certainly won't tamper with that. <laughs> uh. I, I think there's some hackers in China just licking their chops at the opportunity. Hell, there's a prince in Nigeria that can't wait to get your bank account number that he loves you too. <laughs> he just wants to send you millions of dollars so he can get the money in this country. All I need is your bank account number. Yeah, these are the people that want to be able to vote over their phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here and go into gear whore. Unless you got something else to add, man. Hell no. All right, come back with gear whore. KnifeRights.org. KnifeRights is a new sponsor of the Second Is for Everyone podcast. I was introduced to them by Anthony Calandro, owner of Gun for Higher Range host of Gunfire Radio, and NRA board member. Anthony introduced us at the 2019 annual meeting, and that's where I learned that Knife Rights is a Second Amendment rights group that fights bad knife laws around the country. Currently, they're fighting New York City's unfair law on gravity knives. Um, They have over 30 pro-knife bills that have been enacted in 21 states, and they have stopped eight anti-knife bills in six states. Visit KnifeRights.org. Check out the Ultimate Steel Spectacular. You can get your membership and chance to win over $150,000 in prizes. Visit KnifeRights.org to learn more. Come on. <laughs> Episode 68. We're in the gear. Um... So I'll go ahead and short this gear whore out by saying Hunting Tactical sent me the Marlin Super 60 totally free of charge. Hunting Tactical sent me the HT60 kit to convert my Marlin over into one of these um, Super 60s without the trigger. They sent this all for free to me for me to use, for me to use in diversity shooting, for me to do a review of. So I'm doing a review of it. But this is something Hunting Tactical also told me. They appreciated my initial review. They really like the work we do. So with the code 2A4E, you type this in when you purchase a Marlin Super 60. You also contact them and let them know you bought a Marlin Super 60 if you buy it from an FFL and tell the FFL to let them know 2A4E, you want them to communicate to the company because for every 10 rifles they sell, they will donate one to the diversity shoot. They will donate a rifle to the diversity shoot for every 10 that they sell. So So please buy as many of these as you can because I want to see the look on Tony's face when he has to pay the transfer fee on all these guns and he goes broke because he's got like 60 of them sitting there. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> and because I'm looking at it and it's like, hey, man, if you guys can do it, great. Um, 
You can buy a 1022, you can buy a Marlin 60, you can buy whatever you want. But understand that hunting tactical is giving back to what we do and contributing to our mission right now before we sell one of them. Actually, they just came up with this while I was in the hospital and I emailed them back and forth. But this was not ever brought up in any way whatsoever, saying the gun's decent, saying I'm having fun with the trigger. And this is my initial range trip with this gun I'm about to tell you. So, but I just wanted to get that out there. So people, oh, Tony, no, Tony was doing this well before. I only found out after the range trip that this is something the owner wanted to set up. And I think it's amazing. And I thank him right now for doing it. Even if we don't sell one gun for him, I appreciate the effort and the thought. All right, so here's my initial range report of the Hunting Tactical Marlin Super 60. I'll start out with the trigger break, which is amazing. It's a lot easier, um, a lower trigger pull weight than, let's say, an out-of-the-box Ruger. Uh, the adjustable stock is awesome because I live in a state like New Jersey. They won't allow me to have that. So I can stretch the stock out a little bit better for better eye relief and also um, better placement of just everything centered up. You know, all my mojo is right because I have a different, different length of pull when I'm shooting off that foam action sports block on the bench than I do when I'm shooting standing. And to be able to adjust that is really cool. Uh, let me see. I had no problems using, I used a uh, federal ammunition range target practice bulk pack at 40 grain copper plated round nose. That's what I use for this initial range trip, two inch groups continually. Every time I shot it, I was shooting two inch groups, 25 yards. Um, for me, it was shooting a little bit right, but I didn't adjust it at all because that may be because of my fat face. So I'm not going to move it because everybody else that shot it when uh, the kid shot it at the uh, CNJFO youth shoot, he shoots center. And when uh, Eric Saperstein shot it, he hit center too. So it might be because of my big fat face. I'm not going to, I'm not going to change it because for me, this gun is going to be used by other people to introduce some firearms. So let's just keep it like it is. And I'm also going to put a red dot on it. So that's the ammo I used. That's what I did. I shot at 25 yards. I was having fun doing that. And when I got bored doing that, I picked out four golf, excuse me, three golf balls from my range bag, chucked them out there, and proceeded to shoot them down the range. Wherever they landed, they landed, and I shot them until I couldn't hit them anymore. And, man, that is a bunch of fun. <laughs> it's simple, and it's fun. And I suggest – range golf to anybody as long as you know you keep it pointed down range and going in a straight line or as straight as possible <clears throat> what what do you call that what what to stop in the back so you don't shoot anything backstop. yeah yeah the stop in the back the backstop stop back the heck's the name of that racket you play tennis with oh the net stick <laughs> is that not what it's called how does anybody take you serious? I have no idea, but people do. Watch how mad they be over the title of this show. <laughs> so, yeah. 
fun with this. It's lightweight rifle. I can't wait to get the red dot on it because um, one problem I did have is the black. This, the front sight is black. The rear sight is black. I lose them every now and again. You know what I mean? Old eyes. Uh, I shot, shot, shot those buckhorn sights a lot better because the rear sight is actually in front of the receiver on the barrel. The front sight is on, the rear sight is on the barrel, and the front sight is on the barrel. And there's a long eye relief between the rear sight and my eyeball. Um, so putting a red dot on it will just give me one plane of view, and I'll be able to put the red dot and pew pew and hit it right in the middle, no problem. Uh, to do that, it's a dovetail, regular 22 dovetail, and I need to get an adapter for that. Once I do that, I'm going to have fun at the range. I'll probably take a stock 1022 and um, a 1022 with one of their, what's the name of the triggers from Ruger? RB trigger. The BX25 trigger. The BX trigger, yeah. I'm gonna, I, have, I have a 1022 with the BX trigger in it. I think it's the one that um, Les gave us. Les mm-hmm. Schaefer from Schaefer Precision Gunworks. He donated one, so... I think I purchased the trigger, dropped it in there, and just see how good it is compared to this. Can't wait. Can't wait to have them head-to-head and do some target shooting with them. So that was my gear whore about the Hunting Tactical Marlin Super 60. <clears throat> Another thing I, I, I will prob- well I will do is uh, break out the actual Marlin I have or the Glenfield I have maybe shoot it against the Super 60 stock and then put it in their chassis system and see if there's any difference, which really there shouldn't be whatsoever. But, hey, it just gives me something to do with this gun, and I'm having fun putting rounds for it. All right, that was Gear Whore. Got any questions about this gun, Sean? No, because I I feel like you've covered it pretty well in more than one episode at this point. You know, just uh-huh. the, the breakdown on the features again, real quick, might be helpful. That it's the tubular magazine fed Marlin 60. Uh, this chassis system adds Picatinny rails, an adjustable stock, an adjustable pistol grip. Um, it is a semi automatic rifle, but because it's a tubular magazine fed, that's how you get away with having the uh, adjustable stock on it. What were some of the other features? I know there was uh, the trigger. You should probably talk about the trigger weight again. I know it's got the over-travel stop, so you can shorten it up, but I forget what the actual pull weight is. Do you remember? Four pounds. It has a four-pound full pull weight, which is like half or a third of what they state factory pull weight for a Marlin 60 is. So um, that's great. And you can also adjust – the post travel, like after you pull the trigger and the gun goes bang, there's still travel sometimes. You, they have a screw and you can adjust that out. So when you pull the trigger and the gun goes bang, the trigger stops moving. And right. that less, lessens the chance of you pulling it off target. That's, what, that's called over travel? Yeah, that's it. So, and that's what I was saying before is that it's got an adjustment to reduce that over travel. So, yeah, it's, it's feature packed. Like they really tune this thing up. You know, the chassis is cool looking. It doesn't look like, you know, anything goofy. They they do give you some pick rails that if you want to add a couple of accessories, you can. But, you know, nothing too crazy either. But it looks good to me. 
I've been having fun with this gun. Um, yes, I'm giddy because someone sent me something for free. But again, I've told you guys, if something sucks, I just won't talk about it. Like you wouldn't hear about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like this one size fits all freaking uh, holster that I have. That isn't, <laughs> that isn't one size fits all. Oh, oh one so size fits all. This here, is no guarantee it'll hold your gun. Nice. So here's my question. Are you going to bring that out to the Miniman Challenge this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it out to the Miniman Challenge. Get pictures of it and get you guys shooting it and get your impression of it. Um, maybe that'll be a treat for everybody is maybe we'll make everybody do a drill on that gun. Hey, why not? <laughs> I mean, it gets the gun used in something else. Um, if you have an old Model 60 banging around in the back of the safe and you want to upgrade it, here you go. I mean, I'm serious. Like, here, here's a serious upgrade for that gun. And it's fun. And I think it's 150 bucks for the freaking kit. Yeah. Yeah, not, not terribly expensive. Yeah, I think uh, that's just for the kit. If you want to buy the trigger, it's, it's a few more bucks. Still think it's cheaper than the BX trigger from uh, Ruger. I would look it up. But, hey, look, guys. That's the gear whore. Hope you appreciate it. Um, hope you go out and get one. Hope they sell a lot of them because they're actually supporting um, a grassroots Second Amendment group. And that's a lot more than a bunch of the bigger gun companies are doing. Just yeah, so if you're going to go online and order one of these, be sure to put 2A4E in that code section and, and make sure you let them know that you heard about it from Tony here. Yeah, and if you do buy one, hey, shoot me an email too. Let me know. Tony at diversityshoot.com. Shoot, send me a picture. Hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, something. Post a picture, post a link, or just shoot me an email. I'd appreciate it. Tag him. That's right. Tag him in your picture. Hey, I got this because Tony said it was good. I like it too. Now we're twinsies. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to go do karate in a garage. All right, guys, we'll be right back with Gun Culture. Hello, and welcome to episode 68. Happy birthday, America. You racist. All righty, then. Gun Culture. (laughs) Gun Culture has to do with something Sean posted on the internets. Uh-oh. And I posted that Uh-oh. was kind of a history lesson, uh, but a joke at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and and wow, they just didn't get it. Everyone thought it was real. Sometimes I'm a little too lofty. <laughs> um, it's funny because it did have historical connotation. You want to read your meme, Sean? I, I would, but I my computer's dead and I can't pull it up. So I need you to pull it up on the on the tablet there and read it. Ah, uh, you suck! I know <laughs> I'm completely and totally useless. I give you good material and then you expect me to read it too. <laughs> oh, one of the <laughs> one somebody posted a thing from an app or something. It was 
and it became a meme and said, hey, don't send naked pics. Send video of you reading. Nice. I was like, wow. Send video of you reading out loud. I'm like, yeah, that's more of an indication of something you should know about a person. Yeah. Here we go. Instagrams. Oh, not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Everything just crashed, didn't it? Hey, you know that thing that should be flawless because it is in the movies? Go on the computer, Mm -hmm. pull this up. Okay, no problem. I'll get it right. Here it is. Yeah. (laughs) Enhance. Enhance. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Garcia, pull up all the people with a 1978 Toyota. Oh, my goodness. Red. (laughs) Hey, baby girl. Hey, baby girl, can you go on and find anyone who's owned a Chevy Tahoe uh, 1986 uh, to 1988 <laughs> that, that was left-handed, colorblind, and wore glasses? Nice. Sure, sweetheart. Here it is. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> that's a database. Was that the problem? I didn't call you baby girl when I told you to look it up. That's why it's taken so long. I have no idea exactly what I'd do to you if you called me baby girl. (laughs) But rest assured, it would be horrific. (laughs) All right. Here is Sean's meme. Some folks who suck at history are suggesting not celebrating Independence Day because they feel the U.S. has race issues. Here's your lesson for today. The Boston Massacre started the Revolutionary War. The first person killed that day was Crispus Attucks, a black man. This country was born in warfare by taking on the biggest power in the world as revenge for the death of a black man. God bless America. Sean Fisher, CEO, Black Bag Resources, LLC. Uh, some people took this as believing that Sean doesn't think there's a race issue in America. Even though it doesn't say that. Right. Um, and some people went into the historical reference of, well, the race of Cyprus Attic, Crispus Attucks, excuse me. And the fact that no, America didn't start the Revolutionary War over the death of a black man in Boston. And they got really, really upset about it. And even tried to attack me and come at me on my Instagram because I reposted it. But I reposted it with photos of actual uh, artist renditions. Not photos, but artist renditions. Artist renditions of Christmas Addicts and the Boston Massacre shooting. You people are morons. Well, listen, it's it's a fair game, right? If we're going to twist history, why can't we twist it the way we want it? I just went over a whole mad minute about how media is trying to twist the racist history of gun control in America and still try to push gun control at the same time by the same people that implemented the racist gun control in America. Mm-hmm. 
So if they can do that, then I can say the American uh Revolution was started as revenge for the killing of a black man. So there. Yeah. Quite frankly, I think my twisting of history is a little bit closer to the truth than theirs. Yeah. I can't wait for tomorrow's quote. Abraham Lincoln, upon hearing about the attack attack on Fort Sumter, is quoted as saying, these bitches be tripping. (laughs) And watch them lose their mind over the fact that Lincoln is a misogynist because (laughs) he used that statement. Ah. Kennedy Grandma Yeet Cannon. Yo, yo, (laughs) this is President Lincoln's tweet. Upon hearing about the attack on Fort Sumter, these itches bees tripping. Hey, his first communique to the rebels: "Break yourself, fools! Don't make me break out the, the vampire yeet slayer is coming. <laughs> Don't make me break out the yeet cannon and my problem solver." So, yeah, um, they didn't get it. They, these are also the people that probably those winter car care memes about pouring boiling hot water on your frosted windshield glass. They, they probably do that too. Mm-hmm. And they change their blinker fluid. Mm-hmm. And they put summer air in so that they don't have that heavy winter air in their tires. Like they just didn't get it and they took it 100% seriously. Now, I just wanted to get out, and, and, and my, my post about it was reposting it, but just talk about that we can't dismiss the sacrifices made by others for political expediency. Learn from our history, grow stronger from our mistakes. Don't dismiss the sacrifice by those that came before us. They laid the groundwork for the freedom that we enjoy today. Take in information and apply critical thinking Never let people with agendas divide us. We achieved our greatest accomplishment as a nation when we stand together and fight together for the freedom of all people. And yes, I caught heat from a guy because he wanted to say that my head's buried in the sand because of what I said. And I'm I like, love, well, I love that the gist of his comment was that you're not woke enough. Yeah, I'm not woke enough. Meanwhile, I said, you don't understand what's going on, my man. <laughs> and, and he claims he's a veteran. So I guess I should listen. To he's a wounded vet or injured veteran. And I should. Because just that has some bearing. Has no bearing whatsoever. And then he told me I was angry. And I'm like, wow. So you're just going to dictate not only what I think, but how I feel. It's the Internet being the Internet. So I, I mean, gave, at some point, you got to recognize he's having a conversation with himself. Mm-hmm. Only the other person is a sock puppet that he calls by your name. <laughs> well, I, I and have he's to. over there just having an argument with himself, regardless of what the actual conversation was. Uh huh. Because I don't do any work trying to bring people together at all. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, and, you must be new here. And part of me goes. Do you know to work? I mean, you are on my page. Have you bothered clicking anything about me on this entire page? Nope. Again, why would I bother to educate myself when I can just jump to conclusions? Yeah. 
have no basis in reality. And I can, I can decide what the conversation is, not actually participate in the conversation. And then he threatened me and said he was going to un- unfollow my page. Look, I enjoy everyone that follows my page. I really do. I'm glad you do. I have over, what, 3,400 followers, which really isn't a lot unless you realize that I'm a fat, ugly black dude that talks about gun rights all the time. And then you should be flat out amazed that I have this many. <laughs> <laughs> that many followers whatsoever. Um, I mean, if you if you were a gun bunny who posted firearms photos and bikini photos every other day, you'd probably have more followers. But oh, yeah, but you, anyway. you ain't built for that. But understand one thing: you ain't threatening me by not following. Bye. <laughs> the number of followers I had don't put money in the coffers of two A four E. They don't pay my bills at home. All they do is stroke my ego a little bit. A little bit. It's like, hey, that's cool. Not even. Not even. Dude, it's yeah. the number. You're not even looking at the list of names. You're just looking at a number. Yeah. 3,400. Well, that feels pretty good. I got 3,400. Uh-huh. Yay. You're just yeah. looking at one number. <laughs> yep. I'm not looking at the fact that, you know, the lack of participation or the fact that some of them are Navastasha. Uh, <laughs> Anastasia six one six six nine six seven two seven seven eight nine. Smiley face. Click this link to see my private videos. <laughs> oh, really? That's what they say because once I see a name that long, I just go decline. Oh no no <laughs> I, no! Yeah, I go I go hunting those pages. Oh really? Yeah, I don't look for them at all. I don't care. That's why I have. I I would probably have another thousand followers if I didn't make it a point to burn those accounts. Like when I find them, I report them to Instagram and I get them shut down. Oh, really? You can oh, do yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, quote unquote, uh, as Harriet Tubman once said, "Ain't nobody got that. Ain't nobody got time for that." Um, <laughs> ain't nobody. <got> that. <clears throat> All right. So, what the heck are we doing? Just babbling incoherently? Or, oh, we're we're in gun culture. Mm-hmm. 68. So, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Internet's gonna internet, but this was such an obvious misstatement twist of facts. It was an intentional and obvious twist. And people got mad like you would ever take that seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't like you went, hey, slavery was a choice. <laughs> Not, not like I'm Kanye West. And it's like, slavery is a choice. And I went, I told y'all to stop tripping. You started <laughs> listening to Kanye West and quoting him, and it ain't going to take. High Point Firearms are a hot topic in the firearms community. Loyal owners of their product are rabbit. And the easiest way to get comments on your YouTube videos, online articles, or social media is to talk about a High Point. I've owned a High Point JCP 40 Smith & Wesson pistol for years. I believe High Point is the best new handgun value in its price range. High Point has sent me their 9mm carbines and they run like sewing machines with every ammunition I've tried in them. 
Well, except that bad batch of Russian steel case ammo that didn't work with any gun I put them in. High Point Firearms are produced in America by people that give you a solid value for your money. Visit highpointfirearms.com. Tell them thank you for supporting the Second is for Everyone diversity shoot and the Second is for Everyone podcast. Hey, welcome back. 18th time is a charm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going into curse words. Uh, Ranker kicked me off and, and then went, you know, uh, off the chain, as it were. <clears throat> so I have no idea if you even got my Kanye reference, Kardashian booty juice comment. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't, we'll just leave it at that and leave uh, everyone confused. It was just the the reason Kanye West do, doing think, insane things is because he's drunk on Kardashian booty juice. All right. Hey, we're episode 68. Happy birthday, America, you racist. And we're going into training concepts. My question today is what what's the purpose of your 22 long rifle firearm? What do you use that thing for? <laughs> like because on, you know, Gun and Gear Review po- uh, a podcast, uh, <laughs> our co-host uh, Zane Mangello thinks 22s are useless. And, you know, when someone says something like that, it's like listening to them go, the Beatles suck. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, I got nothing. Just. All the songs on just like nothing they make. None. Beginning early stuff you don't like up until no. Hmm. Okay, I got nothing for you, man. Because obviously you're a luddite. Wait a minute, no, that's not what you are. No, I'm a luddite. Yeah, you you're just you you just don't enjoy good music. And me personally don't like everything the Beatles did. Anything, but I like some of their stuff. So I can say, hey, I like some of their library. And it's like, well, 22s are useless. Wait a minute. Just you have no. Do you know what one is? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what a 22 long rifle firearm is? Now, for me, it, it's one of the oldest cartridges out there still in everyday civilian use. I, I mean, just other stuff not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, that like the 22 was developed, I think, in the mid 1800s, the first time. And, and it just continues to grow and change. And I, I think it's indispensable to any firearms owner that wants to do nearly anything. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I have various 22s. My handgun is an SR-22, a Ruger SR-22 semi-automatic 10-shot pistol. I use that for training because it has a horrible double action trigger, but it also has a decocker. So it allows me to work on my trigger manipulation and precision and everything else using a handgun with a horrible trigger. Because when you have something like that, and again, that's the double action trigger pull is is horrid. Um, It allows you to become better at shooting anything for the low price of 22 ammo, which is pennies compared to 
no, it's literally pennies. It's actually pennies mm-hmm. <laughs> to shoot 22 ammo <clears throat> compared to up to what, 10, 12, 15 cent round for nine millimeter. Yeah, something like that. So that's why I do it um, because it's an inexpensive way to work on my marksmanship with my handgun. Um, with a long gun, which I have uh, the CZ45522 Ultralux, which is a really, really nice bolt action with an amazing trigger, great sights, and just built for shooting small groups. I enjoy shooting that because it allows me to shoot small groups, concentrate, breathe, and just enjoy the shooting experience of precision. Something I've always enjoyed, and that's a lot of fun doing that. Ruger 1022, the Marlin, all great semi-automatic fun, quite accurate firearms, especially the V-Semi-Auto 22s uh, for the amount of money they cost, or just a ton of fun and very versatile firearms, and that's what I use my guns for. But I'll tell you, when I first got to Jersey and first got my legal firearm, that Ruger 1022 also served as my defensive firearm because my only other firearms were surplus full-size military bolt actions with five rounds. And that's just horrific for urban home defense. (laughs) But it does make a bold statement when you fire one of those off in the townhouse in Trent. Spladoosh. So that's what I use my 22s for, including training new shooters. What about you, Sean? Um, I've got a little bit of everything. I've got a a veritable pile of 22s, right? So I've got several Ruger 1022s that I've set up for different things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've got one that's set up with the the heavy target barrel, a high magnification optic. You could call that like a target 22. Um, I've got other ones with iron sights. I've got the 1022 takedown with a red dot on it. I've got, I'm losing track at this point because I have so many of them. Most of those are just fun guns set up different ways to see what, what I can push that round to do in various layouts, right? Um, I've got the Henry Survival, which is the, the latest incarnation of the AR-7, which is a little survival rifle. Um, and I've taken that backpacking because it's small, it's lightweight, it breaks down into teeny tiny little pieces that store inside the stock. And yes, it takes a lot longer to put together than the 1022 takedown, but it takes up considerably less room. Um, so you can use that as like a survival gun and I guess we need to specify what a survival gun is. You can use that in A, a defensive situation, or B, hunting to procure food, um, <laughs> you know, in the wilderness. I've got a Heritage Rough Rider 22 long rifle pistol. So that's a little revolver um, that's wonderfully accurate for its price and two really good for catching rodentia of various types so mm-hmm. use that for pest elimination 
Um, I've got a Henry Lever Action 22 that's good for all of those things too. Um, and I think one of the other great things that maybe you glossed over was, yeah, the ammunition is cheap, but usually the firearms are not terribly expensive either. So you can get your hands into a whole bunch of different things. I've got a GSG, which is like a mock-up of an MP5 chambered in 22 long rifle. So there's another element that if you can't afford <laughs> the real gun, you can get the 22 counterpart to it. Shoot the life out of that. Okay. <clears throat> I forgot to mention my cell that I also have um, Henry's. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have the Henry Golden Boy. I have the Henry uh, Frontier. Yeah, that and, terrible Frontier that you you really hate and need to get rid of. And <laughs> probably just give to your good friend, Sean, to take care of for you because I know you don't enjoy it at all. How's this one from Heritage? This gun is on sale. <laughs> this handgun is on sale right now for $158. A Heritage Firearms Rough Rider small bore 22 long rifle revolver with a 16 inch barrel. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, it's a Heritage Rough Rider with a 16 inch barrel. $158. A, I'm, oh, crap. Yo, bro. Send me the link. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, if I didn't live in Jersey and it wasn't such a pain in the butt, I don't even know what I'd do with it. I don't I was, live in New Jersey. It's not that much of a pain in the butt. I'm going to get a Joker costume and go to the range. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Jack Nicholson Joker pulling that thing out of concealment, 16 inch barrel. Here's the other thing. Can you imagine how quiet that gun is going to be with a 16-inch barrel on it? It's just stupid. All, all I know is you bet not put shorts in it because they will never make it to the end of the barrel. <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they will because they make it out of my Henry. A, tw- <laughs> a 21 and three-quarter inch to- overall length. It's 21 inches long, dude. That's awesome. That might be the same length as one of my AR pistols. I, 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 dude, I want one of these. I at least want to shoot it. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. And here's another thing they are just fun. As you just watch us both geek out on something I saw <laughs> in my mail as I was going through. Well, dude, these- how about a throwback? Like the first time we, we took that Henry lever action out and uh-huh. the two of us giggled like schoolgirls the whole time. We were still going to the to shoot at the farm back then, and I think we spent all day shooting that gun, just laughing and grinning and smiling. And we're like, we've done all this stuff. How is this gun the most fun we've had in years? Uh huh. I'm mean, mad. I want to take that out and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> this is 16 inch, 45, a little over 45 ounces. <laughs> But it's 16-inch barrel, dude. It's so awesome. Man, I might have to... We we might have to get to range 14 early on Sunday. <sighs> like, before the Miniman Challenge. And I'll bring my Henry and my Rough Rider. And we'll just uh-huh. do some, some rimfire cowboy stuff before anybody gets there. Yep, because I'm looking at it going, okay, I'm bringing a hunting tactical because that definitely has to be brought out. Mm-hmm. 
And um, um, that that's all. I'm not bringing a bunch of stuff for this, but I'm definitely bringing that to get rung out. But I'm thinking about when I go to the range to do my comparison shoot and probably video, I'm bringing out the hunting tactical. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing out the Ruger 1022. And I'm bringing out the Frontier and, oh. the, and the CZ. We're just doing I, I don't know what it is about that Frontier, but that is such a gorgeous gun. And it's I really think it just has to do with the longer barrel and the <laughs> fact that it's threaded. Just yep. something about that is really romantic. I love it. <clears throat> love the gun. Have fun with it. Again, 22s, a lot of No, fun. you don't. You hate it. You don't want it anymore. You'd be happy to let me take it off your hands. Just look at the watch. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's some of the things to do. It can be self-defense, food gathering, survival gun, fun gun. Um, that gun just to take care of a backyard pest. That gun to take care of grown pest. Listen, <laughs> just because it shoots a small round doesn't mean the gun itself is diminutive in any way or has to be. Oh, oh, and let's not forget my cricket precision rifle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forgot about that. Speaking of diminutive rifles. But, um, hey, you pick up the Golden Boy with the heavy barrel that it has, the heavy octagonal barrel. No one knows what caliber that is. They just see this big barrel swinging at them and going, hey, I'm out of here, Jeeves. <laughs> I don't want to try to kick their back door in. Um, is it great for self-defense? No. Can it be used in a pinch? Unless well, you're the rifleman. Yeah, right? Can it be used in the pinch? Only if you have nothing else, and then, yeah. Go better. get him, Chuck Connors. Yeah. <laughs> a, a 22 rifle or a 22 handgun is better than harsh words alone. How about it? Yeah. Talk a big game. Pull that sucker out and start a blasting if you have to. Well, here's the other thing. In, you know, you, you load it with the the Aguila mm-hmm. super mega ultimate high velocity stuff that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. The ultra speedy super fast ammo. <laughs> and you're, what did you say on the torque? You're approaching like a 32. Oh, yeah, you're in the, in the foot pound zone. You're approaching like a 32 uh, when you get over a certain foot pounds. And again, it's a 22. Because of the cheapness of the ammo or the inexpensiveness of the ammo, you can train a lot more. You can get used to your trigger, your sight picture. You know where you're hitting. If you're going to be forced to use it as self defense, I'm assuming you've shot it a lot at the range. I carry my SR22 around the house a lot because I don't have a center fire handgun that small that I can just throw in my shorts when I walk around. I can this gun. I can actually use it in a holster and walk around and almost forget I have it. Well, yeah, it's 22. I've shot thousands of rounds through this 22. Actually, thousands of rounds. Do I feel comfortable being able to hit a man size? excuse me, a face-sized target in my home? Yes, because I'm shooting you in your face with a 22, and I know I can hit your face with a 22 at any distance in my home. Here's the other thing. Because it's so easy to shoot and there's so little recoil, you can shoot that thing really, really fast. So while you might connect with two or three 9 millimeters, I can pretty much 
all 10 of those little stingers right in his face. I'm just going to say this. Your head's going to sound like a maraca when they carry your body. Chick, chicky, boom, chick, chicky, boom. What? Anyway. So, Cuban Pete, um, <laughs> that's the end of our trading concepts. I think we should go ahead and slide in the shout outs in the next section and end this podcast for this broadcast day. Be right back. Welcome to the shout out section of episode 68. Happy birthday, America. You're racist. <laughs> Alrighty. You're enjoying that, aren't you? Well, I was like, dude, this is kind of a harsh title. You were like, yeah, but people are going to, you know, listen to it. Because based on the title alone, I can't wait mm-hmm. to put it out and watch the people that just lambast me. Start yelling because they read the title and didn't Mm -hmm. listen to the show. Yeah, they're always fun. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, congratulations on being that guy. All right. So the shout out this week's show goes to all the well wishers that contacted me due to my recent hospitalization. Um my face, the only access I had of Facebook was my phone. So all of a sudden, Simon Says Train was not able for me to contact. I couldn't get on it. And then when I came in, I saw like a metric ton of people made comments. So it was not, I can't go through all those. So I said thank you to everybody, and I tried to like as many as I could. Um, Instagram, really, really appreciated and liked it. So thank you for everyone that reached out to me. Um, I'm doing much better. Um, It will be weeks before the pneumonia clears up. But I'm on medicine. I lost 25 pounds and feel great about it. Uh, (laughs) Especially David Rosenthal, who came to see you in the hospital in K. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks for coming out, man. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> um, it was hilarious because I'm talking to my wife with my back to the door. And Robin is sitting there and looks over and goes, he's in here. I'm like, oh, great. How much more blood are they going to draw out of me or whatever or IV? And it's Dave. <laughs> Dave. Yep, Rosie rolled in and... um. He used used deductive reasoning to find out which hospital in New Brunswick I was in. (laughs) Rosie went full Columbo. I was talking to him that morning. He's like, I'm going to go see Tony in the hospital. I got a pretty good idea where he is because in the picture he posted, you can see grass behind him through the window. And I know only two hospitals have that much grass in their courtyards where you would be able to. I was like, wow, Rosie, you put. Why don't you just ask which hospital he's in? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyone could have DM'd me and I would have told him what hospital I was in. I mean, I wasn't going to put it on, you know, all over because 
most people are decent human beings. And then I have a couple of people that love trying to stalk me and get my goat and I ignore them and delete their stuff. And man, they get mad. <laughs> he put on his trench coat and he's holding his eyebrow pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, here's the thing. Just, just one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Going full Columbo. Oh, I love yeah. Rosie. I do too, man. And and it was really great having somebody drop by. I, I didn't want anybody to drop by. Yeah, that place is full of sick people. I don't want to be responsible for getting my friends sick. But it was fun, and we bullcrapped and talked and hung out for like two hours or more. And then he left, and I promptly lost my voice and started coughing. And they had to treat me for some crap. <clears throat> but thank you very much, man, to everybody. It's quite humbling to have people from all over reach out and just wish you well and tell you they're praying for you. And, and, and it just, it's really humbling. And I met all of these people for the most part through second amendment advocacy. This is the community and the culture that I'm in and they reached out. So whatever mom's demand Bloomberg and anyone else who's anti-gun says, this is a big family, a big, a giant, dysfunctional family of firearms owners. But they do reach out and, and, and in Rosie's case, come out. And I'm just glad that um, I, I wasn't sicker or, or had more problems. But I, uh, I appreciate the effort, man. Thank you, everyone. So right, enough of that mushy stuff. What's next? Um, one thing I want to reiterate, tell again, I'm going to be making this commercial. It might not be on this one, this particular show, because I brought it up so many times. It's hunting tactical. Is for <clears throat> hunting tactical for every ten rifles they sell. When you put in the code two A four E and I'll let them know that you're purchasing a rifle because I recommended it or you heard about it through my show. We'll donate a rifle to the diversity shoot. And I think that's amazing. And I already told uh, Dave Rosenthal, the very first rifle that comes in is going to go to CNJFO for their youth day shoots. Mm-hmm. So whatever I get from you, uh, you know, when, when it comes through, goes to the youth day shoots. So uh, Whatever they want to do with it, they can do with it. If they want to give it away as one of the prizes to the kids, they can. If they want to include it in their stock of firearms, they can. I don't care. I think getting the next generation of kids to shoot firearms is very, very important. It's one of the most important missions we have as firearms owners, and I'll do what I can to make that. So, again, hunting tactical. If you want to buy a Super 60, Purchase Super 60, type in 2A4E, and let them know that's why you're purchasing it, because you heard it on Tony Simon's podcast. For every 10 they sell, they will donate one to Diversity Shoot. If you can help us with that, amazing. That would be amazing. Um, And if you do, hey, take a picture of your rifle, tag me in it, saying you bought it because you heard it on the show. And, of course, I'll put that picture out, repost it, and tell everybody that you have one of these and thank Hunting Tactical again for the work they're doing with us. If you want to purchase one of our t-shirts, 
you can go to 1022clothing.us. That's a redirect to my man over at BCG Wear. And you can purchase one of our rally shirts for $10. I don't get paid on this shirt. This shirt is sent to you at cost. So you can wear a gun control equals racism shirt to a rally. You and your friends can outfit your entire crew with these and make a bold statement and answer questions from people come about and talk about it. You can also pick up one of our regular uh, <clears throat> promotional shirts. And I do get a little bit on this and I really appreciate it. So if you buy a 2A, 4E black shirt, I can get a little bit of money. If you get a white shirt, I can get a little bit of money. What will this little bit of money go to? The trip to the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Phoenix, where I am going to be a speaker this year. So if you can help a brother out, great. We also have a 2A workshop media meeting the day before and the day after. So I can get as much work done as possible, learning how to grow 2A4E, the podcast, and everything else. Um, if you want to just donate old school way to GoFundMe, you can do that too. Go on to GoFundMe, 2A4E. The second is for everyone, and you can donate to our fund there. If you want to become a patron on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com. And type in 2A4E. But guess what's happening through the month of January, boys and girls? During the month of January on Patreon, $20 and above donators. January? Excuse me, July. I'm sorry. Thank you. During the month of July, join as a $20 donator. And what's going to happen is the Yankee Marshal of YouTube fame is going to pick one of our $20 patrons and give them a handgun. That's right. You heard it here first. I'll be making a video. I'll be posting it. Yankee will be posting a response to it. 2A4E, $20 and above patrons. Yankee Marshall will pick one of you guys and give you a firearm. So during the month of July, join up. Once everything clears and we actually get money from you in August, <laughs> Yankee's going to choose one of you guys. And so here's what you do. You go to Patreon, you sign up as a $20 patron, and when you win, you tell Yankee Marshall you want a Huntington Tactical Super 60, and he needs to use the 284 coupon. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Now, um, no, it's called what? double dipping, and it's brilliant. Yeah, okay, if you're an idiot. So <laughs> I'm going to pick out a really cool handgun, and Yankee's going to purchase it. So, and the Super 60 Zoom. Rifle, not a handgun. Brent 10. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know all you guys going, all right, so I'll give them $20 for the month of July, and then um, I'll bail. And Bruno. I'm like, no, that's not what's going to happen. Because why? Once we start this, we're going to keep it up. We're going to keep it up. So it depends on how many people join, how much funds we get. We want to try to make this a regular thing. With not just Yankee Marshall backing it. So you make this a success, it can be a steady part of our patron, Patreon. So $20 and above, get it, get in. You guys can go on patreon.com, 2A4E podcast right now and see how many Patreons we have, patrons we have, excuse me. That's your chance, man. How many $20 patrons we have. You have a one in whatever. We have like 30-something people donating. And not all of them are in $20 and above. 
those, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good odds. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. So, <clears throat> twenty dollars and above, Yankee Marshall will be picking one person to receive a handgun. And since I'm not flipping a bill for it, I'm going to make it a decent gun. And if enough people become patrons, I can afford to continue that, making it a decent gun. So, yeah, stick around. $20 a month. That's like $5 a week. And maybe you'll be chosen. So, that's what's going on with our Patreon. Whatever. Bruno. Yeah. That's what what I want to do. Over a $1,000 gun. Who knows? Who knows? So, that's what's happening, guys. Join us. Help us with our mission. Win cool friggin' prizes. Nighthawk custom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, High point YC9 Yeet Cannon. <laughs> oh my goodness. That Yeet Cannon thing has gone nuts. Now. Let's let's not get sidetracked. Focus. Okay. Focus. So if you want to help us on that, great. If you want to help us again, you can go to Black Bag Resources and purchase something from Sean. And when you type 2A4E in the coupon code. So it's easy to remember. That item will also be brought to the next diversity shoot to be given away or raffled off. So we have GoFundMe. We have Sean with Black Bag Resources. Uh, that's another way you can get in contact with us and send us a gift. You can go to 1022 Clothing, buy one of our t-shirts and support us that way. You can go to the amazing Patreon and become up, oh, become a $20 and above Patreon. Breathe, inhales, exhales. Go to patreon.com and become a $20 and above patron. And Yankee Marshall will probably give you a handgun <laughs> if they're lucky because <laughs> the chances are amazing. Do this during the month of July. And if enough of you do it, we can continue the tradition on. It just might not be on a monthly basis, but we will set up a schedule so you can do it if we get enough people joining. So that takes care of all the ways we can you can reach out and be part of this, right? This is how we do it. It's too late for all you suckers out there that didn't make it to the Rimfire Minuteman Challenge that's this Sunday at Fort Dix. But you can make it to the next one whenever that is. I don't know, and I don't feel like going to MinutemanChallenge.com and checking the schedule right now. <laughs> but you can. Go to MinutemanChallenge.com, and you can check the schedule and find out when the next event is. Maybe there'll be something you have and you want to shoot. I think the next one is ARs. Not sure. Or Cinefile. Uh, ARs are in August. I think there's one more in July. Oh, yeah, there is one more in July. Hey, check it out. Find out what it is. Maybe a Jeep Cannons. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but you can go to the August 22nd. The second is for everyone. Diversity shoot at the beautiful Gun for Higher Range in Woodland Park. And shoot guns. And have fun and get stereotypes dispelled. 
and meet a lot of new people and eat pizza and win prizes and hug Sean because he likes hugging, especially dudes. Don't even introduce yourself. Just walk up and hug him from the back. <laughs> I like the way you just keep stacking stuff on there. He likes hugs from dudes. He doesn't know. We sneak up behind him after the event when it's dark out. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know, but about to make you a bunch of new friends. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm tired. It's past midnight. Sean, please help me end this show. All right, I'm just going to push the button and cancel the whole thing. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yay!